Kia ora, beautiful soul. Welcome to Bones of Business. I am your host, Corey J. Taylor, and we are about to jump your bones. In this podcast, we explore how to cultivate all the juicy foundations to have a wildly turned on, sassy, sensational business that you love, to truly feel it in your bones and know that you can anchor everything you want when you land in the body first. The Bones of Business podcast is designed to guide you home to yourself as the pivotal energetics of your business. We talk sex, we talk money, intimacy, leadership, emotions, bones, all the things. So be open to exploring. I have grown my business from zero to quarter of a million in two and a half years part-time. With over 15 years experience as a business owner, medical herbalist, breathwork facilitator, psychic and founder of the Kanika Academy, I want to break the fear that holds you back from success. Bones of Business is your place to come, hang out. Remember, you are so fucking powerful as you are and that your trauma does not need to run the show. Emotional safety is my highest priority in all of my spaces. And so if I do offend you, I apologize. I am still learning and growing and always a student from Down Under, New Zealand. If you love my work, please like, subscribe and share as I feel it in my bones that I am here for huge impact and new earth rising. Let's get you center stage of your life, sister. So within, so without, as above, so below, and through the bones, we fucking go. So welcome to this discussion, discussion and chat around death, right? Because death is such a taboo conversation to have. We're going to have a talk about death and how it is the antidote to fear and the key to pleasure. Now, death has always been around me. I, they believed I was stillborn. And so my mother went home and had the conversation in her head of how that was feeling, obviously grief and all the things. And then I was born alive. How crazy was that? Two years later, I started having seizures. And so I, I was resuscitated three times over the next 10 years with grand mal seizures on and off every month for anywhere between three and seven days. So I'd be in hospital in, the, in Rotorua. And our ambulance driver was like a second father to me. He was an incredible man. And what transpired from that was that there was some level of, I walked that fine line between life and death quite frequently. And so it's played out several times in my life. And since then, the birth of my son was an exit point as well. As I was breastfeeding him after a 40-hour labor and an emergency C-section, I actually disappeared and my beautiful midwife caught little man off my breast (laughs) and so for the next 48 hours I was post-eclampsia so I was on watch because they were at the point of crash cart for me as well that was another time recently was a puffer fish right there's been another couple but really getting down to the to the nitty-gritty this is our alchemy right because death as a process we have become really comfortable in our lives and we try to step away from the conversation of death more often than not, right? And what that does is it makes it a taboo conversation and it also makes it a very internal journey when we talk about death because there's a lot of uncomfortableness around the conversation of death but the reality is that the more I transverse this conversation this this narrative this journey within my heart what I notice is that the more we can surrender to the process of death is the more that we gather this 
empowerment, the tsunami of empowerment that comes through us to really recognize that if we are afraid of dying, we're actually afraid of living. All right. And so in death itself, we haven't been taught this, but there is pleasure in the death process. Right. And if we look to this from a biological point of view, if you were to look at orgasms, if you were to even look at the way that bones are created, right, osteoblasts, right, which create bone, they create the bone matrix, they are stimulated by pressure. And so if the bone is under pressure, it's going to create more, but it has to be under pressure to create more. So it's under the pressure of feeling like it's going to die or break or shatter into a million pieces. And in the process of that pressure, it is allowing the rebirth to happen and the actual strength of the bone to become even more powerful, right? We do not want brittle bone. We want bone that can breathe and open and expand to the pressure that it is being met with, okay? And so this is how the conversation kept going for me is, yes, we don't have to go to the point of dying to get the results that we desire in our business, in our lives, in our relationships. But this is often what happens for us is when there is an experience of death or a death of a friend or a death of an animal or something like that, we start to actually look at the sacredness of life and the fragility at which we are living. All right. And so why it is an antidote to fear is that if we truly gave ourselves the permission to experience the pleasure in the death process, which is to let go and receive, right? To let go and surrender. What we're actually gifting ourselves is the next iteration of our experience and our consciousness and our frequency. And we're actually bringing in more pleasure. And this is how we impact the earth on a whole new level, right? Death is deeply intimate. And most people are trying to stay away from the process, not realizing that if they allowed the intimacy with themselves internally, with their creator energy within them, with the co-creation of the world around them, they would grow exponentially and actually open to receive everything that they've been desiring, right? So if you've got something on your mind, what have you been wanting, right? What have you been wanting but it's not happening, it's not landing, it's not being experienced in your day-to-day -day matrix, right, in your day-to-day -day living. There is something that is calling you to go deeper into the intimacy of that experience and actually receive the medicine from it, right? When people are in pain, and I see this so often in clinic, right, when people are in pain, they only come to someone for support when they're either at the end like absolute end of the tether of like actually I'm done doing this alone because I can't do it alone anymore I'm exhausted but if they've done it from the beginning of I can feel like this is not right something is not sitting with me well what is the pleasure within this what is the experience and the intimacy that desires to come through me they're going to find it a lot more of an easier process than the resisting that happens, right? Because everything that we resist persists, 
Okay. And with that, what that creates is this forcing nature rather than pressure, right? Pressure is what creates diamonds. Pressure is what allows the bones to create beautiful, more spongy like bone. And that creates more structure and form and function. But if we constantly try to force something, right, which is not trusting the process, which is being afraid to die, what we're doing is we're going to break it. We're going to break it and we're going to put too much conscious mind mind chatter or trickster energy into that process and you're not going to be able to extract the medicine or the elixir from it. I hope this is making sense, right? Because essentially the death process is actually pleasurable if we were able to surrender to it, surrender to it. Right. We've had this societal conditioning that says that it's an unsafe place to navigate. It's not okay to talk about it. And so you need to grieve by yourself alone and over there, please, where it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. Right. Who struggles to actually see, like really look into the eyes of someone who's homeless and they're asking for money? Do you know what that comes down to? Intimacy. We're afraid to see our fellow humans struggling, right? Because there's something within us that feels really uncomfortable with the death process within that. Because for them to step into a new level of being, right? It's a conversation about community. It's a conversation about intimacy. How did we get to a point where there was someone living on a street while you're living in a house, that's not your fault, but that's a a community-wide fear of death and fear of intimacy. Because what happens when we step into intimacy is we are now way more vulnerable to be hurt. And so if you've been hurt in a particular situation before, you're going to try and avoid that intimacy, that death process, in order to keep yourself safe, but in the process, you're probably going to find yourself somewhere you didn't want to be, all right? Something you didn't want to call in. So intimacy requires a new level of trust like you've never done before. And as you birth a new version of your business, as you birth a new version of yourself, it's not going to fully come in And be like, yes, this is the power. The power of death is that I fully live until you let the death process happen. Now, people ask me, how do I do this, right? How do I actually experience and let the experience of death move through me, okay? Now, I can tell you, it was quite a journey, the puffer fish. There was a moment where I was like, right, I might not make this. Right, my my heart went through the roof. My atrial fibrillation was horrific. They had a resus team following me to the hospital. I had to say to my son, "Hey, do you want to come in the ambulance?" And he said, "No, I want to go with these kids. Never met them, never met them before." <laughs> right, so I stood on a puffer fish, made it to a cafe. Ambulance turned up about twenty minutes later, and my son was like, "I want to play with these random kids." So this beautiful lady took my son, my dog, and the bike (laughs) to her house and looked after them for a few hours until my husband could get there, right? So there was this deep, deep layer of trust that I had to surrender to. If I had said, no, you have to come with me, 
it would have been such a traumatic experience for him on the way, right? But in that moment, he was so happy to be with these people and these kids for school holidays that he actually has not needed to process as deeply as I thought he would because he surrendered. And that's what kids do. They surrender. They know that there's a process. You'll notice afterwards that they go through a cold or a flu or a virus, and it's not a bad thing. It's a celebration. They're processing their body's processing, but often we try to stop those things, right? And so this process with the pufferfish was I experienced the knowing that there was an exit strategy here, an exit point for me here, and at the same time, I believe because I surrendered, the poison was more freely able to move and move out of my body. Right, Because I use Kanika, which is the sovereignty prayer, which is the sovereignty experience, and I called back all of my energy from all time and space where I was afraid to let go. And because in that moment, there was it was a 40-minute trip, yeah, it was a very hard trip, I can tell you. However, in that moment, the conversation I was constantly having was it's safe to let go. It is safe to let go. I'm okay. I'm safe to let go. Right, I'm okay with whatever was happening because I've been here before and when I had tightened up last time, right, in the birth of my son and having that seizure event but also not coming back to, right, to life, after that I had tightened for 48 hours in the anxiety of leaving that I was making it so much harder on my body that they were getting more and more concerned the longer I was in this experience of like, I can't hold this level of anxiety that I might go. If I'd surrendered, my body probably would have gone, yeah, no, it's fine in a couple of hours. But I was in deep, deep trauma and not willing to surrender to the process of whatever my body was trying to move through. All right. So this particular experience, I was conscious enough to say, okay, this is another invitation to let myself fully surrender. And if I pass over, I pass over, right? But it's the process and there was pleasure processes within that, right? I was so proud of how I navigated that. And I asked for support before I was about to have seizures. Whereas with seizures in the past, I was in such a state of I'm a burden that I would only ask at the very last nth degree of the seizure starting and nobody could help me at that point. Nobody could help me or call me back down or help me process the heaviness and density because I'd asked at the last nth degree rather than at the beginning when I'd say, hey, I'm not feeling good and it's starting to feel like a seizure where someone could help me and support me in the breathing process to surrender into it rather than to tighten intention. Right? I have the most funniest shaped skull because of all the impacts I've had where I've tried to keep going and the seizure's just taken me out. And that's when I would have much longer recuperation and the rebirth process would be months sometimes out of feeling like I'd done something wrong or I was the problem instead of trusting the process and letting it be okay. Of course, death is scary. Of course it is. And fear, right, is where our biggest potential lies. And so a process that I have been doing with a lot of my clients recently 
is to actually give yourself permission to go into what you're most afraid of. Invite someone to hold the space if you need to, but you know that you can do this for yourself as well. You will start to see the undertow of the belief or the programming or the conditioning that has been sitting in your body about letting go and being fully held by the universe, by the creator, by source, whatever you want to call it. Because when you actually go into the experience that you're afraid to experience before it happens or before it's actually like manifest, you're actually already breaking through the fear that is holding that timeline or that experience in your body and in your field and you're cracking through to the grief. Because under fear is grief. Grief that we don't belong, grief that we're not worthy, grief that we don't have purpose, grief that we're not lovable, right? And so you are getting closer and closer to the face of the creator. You're getting closer and closer to the divine and you're moving from duress into devotion. That's what's shifting, right? And so if you just apply a little more pressure to what you're experiencing, it's going to crack open. And on the other side of that is what you feel like when you've had an orgasm. It is the rebirth. It is the softening. You're in and through the void, right? You've, you've cracked through that timeline of fear and you're in the void space. And I cannot express enough how empowering this is to you, but then to the entire experience of humanity. Because when you do this work, you're doing it for the entire collective. It's not your responsibility, but you are naturally, it is naturally a ripple effect for all of humanity, right? Of course, we've got this fear of the world going through something massive at the moment and, you know, maybe a parent leaving or whatever that is because it changes the identity of who we are. It changes the foundations of how we've seen ourselves and at the same time, on the other side of this version of ourselves is a more, even more pure and sovereign version of who we are at our core. And so intimacy takes more trust because there's more vulnerability to feel like you're going to get hurt. And yet we are always called to love no matter what over and over again, right? So I had someone recently say to me, I've loved before and I'd rather not do that because it hurt too much. But would you close your heart down to the rest of what life is available, like has available for you? Would you close your heart down to the pleasure and the power that is your natural state of being, to the happiness and the joy, right? Everything that you're desiring is on the other side of the death process. And so inviting yourself to feel it 1% more and letting your body know that it is safe will allow you to crack through whatever block you've got in your experience of your business, your relationships, your intimacy with yourself. You've got to give yourself permission to feel it and actually experience it and not make it mean anything, right? Not make it mean anything. With the puffer fish in the past, I would have gone, oh, I had to take a week off. I'm a problem. I'm a burden. Um, I even had one come up around unreplaceable, which had linked me, which when I went through into that space and I actually let myself feel it, I'm replaceable. What it came down to is when I was put, when I was put, when I went to boarding school, 
I went in the February, I came back six weeks later and my parents were splitting up. One went down south for three years and took my brother and one found another partner, right? And so in my mind, what was my family, we were really tight before that or what I thought was tight was all of a sudden nothing and I'd been replaced, okay? And so when I went into that, of course, there was a hyperventilation of like, I can't, this is too much. I can't feel it. I can't let myself feel it, but I had to in order to realize that what I was experiencing again with something that my husband had activated for me as a reflection was not truth, was not truth. But if I hadn't gone into it, I would have resented him, pushed him away, and then started to create a constant reflection of exactly the same experience that I was in some way replaceable. Right. But as I cracked through that, I opened up, I expressed to him what was going on, but it wasn't anything to do with him. It was just a reflection. And I trusted that I was safe to feel and experience it, blew it wide open. And now that belief is not, it has nothing to adhere to. Right. I let myself experience the energy of being replaced and then breaking through that emotion on the other side is the void and in the void beautiful it's open it's expansive it's soft it's the divine mother holding you and now you've processed to the point where now you can get back into alignment and rebirth from an experience that I am worthy I am so deserving and so everything changes in your energetic field and your frequency is completely different and your pleasure comes in because you remember you remember that your truth is to naturally be in the birthright of happiness and joy, right? So it's a shift that happens. Now, one of the meditations I would invite you to kind of bring into this is called the Tonglen meditation. What it does is it's actually calling up the experience of what you're afraid to experience, the, that, that death of whatever that emotion might be or that belief or that experience because it's changing. It's altering your DNA, right? And when you let it happen, what we do is like we amplify the energy by calling in, seeing others experience exactly the same thing. So if you were a child who felt like, you know, you were never seen, never heard and, and told to be quiet and do not be visible, right? Then you bring that to the front you're starting to see it in your business. People aren't choosing you. They're choosing other people. And you're wondering, well, what's the difference? And it's like, have you chosen you? Because somebody told you a whole crock of shit, basically, <laughs> and conditioned you to believe that in some way that it's really unsafe for you to be visible and to choose yourself, right? And so when you have that experience, you're calling in your little girl of like, I remember that moment. The Tong Glen meditation invites you to experience and see every single little child who has ever experienced that experience. It doesn't mean you need to hold it or be responsible for it. What it does is amplifies and connects you to the entire field and the entire grid that has been afraid to feel the feelings of feeling like you're not worthy, right? To actually let that emotion be felt that 1% more is the Tonglen meditation. And what you then do is call it into your heart, all of that pain, all of that heaviness and density, and let it crack your heart open, 
right? It's not taking away from what you're feeling at all. It's actually enhancing it and making you realize and, and giving you a gift of, you know what? It's not okay that everyone has felt this. And I'm going to let it crack me wide open because there is the grief. The grief is that you experienced it, but that you're afraid that somebody else has had to experience that as well, right? Because a lot of us light leaders think that, you know, to a degree that it's okay for us to feel that because we're the ones that should process it. We've got a self-sacrificing energy here. It's okay for me to feel it. I'll take all of your feelings so I can feel it because I'm really bloody strong. Don't realize it, but I'm really strong. I think I'm sensitive, but actually I'm really strong. But what's happening is that is like not allowing them to have their own process. It's disempowering them from their journey. What Tonglen is, is empowering you to feel it and amplify it and then let it go, right? And then be in the grief of it. And on the other side of grief is this absolute beautiful fragrance of life that you've never tasted before because you've never been that intimate with the creator and with source energy, yeah? So I hope that this supported you in some way that death, you know, as a antidote to pain and a experience of pleasure has supported you and helped you because it's when we are not giving ourselves permission to experience what we're afraid to experience that everything gets stuck. It gets brittle. It gets harder. All right. And then what we're experiencing is that it's just a constant pulling a boulder and, and pushing shit uphill. And this can be in your business. You'll start to feel like, why is everything feeling so hard? Why am I not receiving? What am I truly actually afraid of? I'm afraid that if somebody saw me in this emotion, that it would mean that I'm broken. But if you actually opened to that feeling of brokenness, you realize that on the other side of that death process, is that you can totally let go and you open to receiving like never before, right? The money comes in because you're not attached to it. You just remember that you are worthy no matter what. The experience of love comes in and support because you actually turn around and say, this works for me and this doesn't. And it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person for asking for my needs to be met. Right, this relationship supports me, and this doesn't. And that doesn't mean I'm a bad person for saying, Hey, this isn't working for me anymore. It just is what it is. It's not that you're, you know, not enough, it's just that it's not in alignment anymore. You're letting the death process step you into a whole new power and empowerment. You're not taking anybody's power, you're actually just stepping into your health, which is your power, which is your truth. All right, and the more death you allow to let pressure, let the pressure build, right? When you really give yourself the permission to experience death and to experience the pleasure of death, the more you open to receiving and you're stepping into the divine feminine. And the divine feminine is the opening and the leaning into the universe, not away. And it's going, I've got my fingers on the edge of the cliff and I just don't want to let go. And yet I do. It's the outbreath and the pause between the outbreath and the inbreath. Okay. And sometimes the void is scary because we can sit there for quite a while. And yet the void is literally like the black hole in the universe, which creates and births new stars. So 
I'd love to hear what your takeaway is from this, of course, and always. And obviously, it's a very intense topic. So as I opened with at the beginning, I asked you to check in and see with your body zero to 100, how safe do you feel in the death process? So just checking in again. Has there been something that's cracked your heart open a little bit more? You know, has there been a peace or, or a breakthrough experience of like, yes, I have been afraid to feel all of me. But if I do, I know that I'm going to receive what I've been waiting for, right? The only reason that we can step into our next iteration of ourselves is to give permission to our old selves to let go. Okay, and that is the biggest lesson of the death process. All right, thank you for being here. All of this energy of bones of business, letting the pressure be what grows you to the next level, to the next foundations. And I will see you in the next one. So much love to each and every one of you. Thank you for being live. And for anybody on the replay, of course, let me know what your biggest shift here is. Mwah.